And we are on. Hello, welcome to another episode of Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm here with Yujita and Coach. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. How did you guys yeah, spend the holidays? Happy Thanksgiving. Great yep. holiday. Best one ever. Overeat much? Oh. Overeat a lot, yes. Yeah. He's, he's wearing his Thanksgiving pants as we speak. Don't get up. Don't, Don't stand up. up. Don't stand up, Don't. Coach. Stay where yeah. you are. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's... Kind of go quickly through the games that happened. A lot of action in the Thanksgiving games. Let's start with the first game of the night. That was the Buffalo Bills against the Lions. A very narrow win for the Bills, 28-25. Came down to Josh Allen's late game heroics with a that throw to Stefan Diggs. Um, again, Dan Campbell with time management issues, which seemed to be kind of consistent across his career. Coach, what were your reactions to that game? You still root for Detroit, don't you? I do, yes. You, know, you just you just really want them to win. You really and, and they play well and, and they seem like they have a lot of heart and they're in it. And then all of a sudden Josh Allen just goes yeah, and then straight just across goes for the it. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. a line, 27 yards in like 1.1 seconds. That's like amazingly how hard that ball was thrown. And on a number. So um, I, I like Detroit. I want them to win. I want them to win every game. But Buffalo is maybe starting to feel it a bit. I think I feel like Allen was a little more healthy in this game. Yeah. Than maybe the last two or maybe the last three. Um, and I also felt like that even when Von Miller got hurt, they kind of rallied, their defense kind of rallied a bit, right? And they had, I think, in the middle of the game, four or five straight stops without a score for Detroit. So um, I, I do. I, I like Detroit, but I wouldn't want to play Buffalo when the chips are down. I, I mean, talking about Detroit, we could see the same thing with Minnesota. Last year, losing a lot of close games. This year, they're winning them. Yujita, do you see that Detroit are making enough progress that maybe they'll turn a corner, maybe not this year, but next year where they'll start winning those close games and probably become a contender somewhere to go to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Look, they're the best-looking 4-7 and seven team at the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, they, they got juice, but I think the difference is they're not able to finish games. I mean, how many games have they come close to and had the... They have had tough losses. So until they figure out how to go that extra mile and actually win games. I mean, just like Allen coming back with that really good drive to win the game. Uh, until they figure it out, it's going to be tough. And and they have the weapons. We, we've seen it. We've seen it all, all year. Yeah, but right. maybe next year, man. Yeah. No, for me, it's also the, the play calling. I mean, Dan Campbell, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, he's had time management issues. And, and it, they were very prevalent in, 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 in this game. Even in the last minute of the game, there were 31 seconds left. There was a three-and-one play where... He called the passing play where Goff tried to pass it deep. Why didn't he just go for a run, get a fresh set of downs, and then work from there? You know, I think questions a little bit about the play calling and the time management there, Coach. What did you make of that? You know, sometimes you you question it, right? Because you want to go for the win. You want to show confidence in your players. You want to show confidence in your play caller. Um 
But at the end of the day, the, the head coach has the final say on which play is called. Um, that's the reason he has that little button on his side where he goes back and forth. Um, I, he's not conservative. Yeah, he will never be conservative, right? Yep. Um, he'll he'll fight you with with one butt cheek and and three fingers. Right? Yeah, yeah, whatever he said, right? So um, I, I feel like if that was Bill Belichick, um, Detroit might have walked out with a win. You might have gotten close enough to go for a win. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So so you just have to think of it that way. And but he'll learn, um, or we hope he learns, um, and and we hope, as we say. He'll eventually he'll learn just as his players learn. Ujitha made a good point. Sometimes you have to learn how to win, yeah. and through that comes some hard losses. Um, but no, his clock management wasn't good. I think it was about forty-four seconds where he could have gotten it all the way down to thirty-two or twenty-eight, maybe. Well, that's much different than you know forty-six. I think is what they started with the clock. So yeah, um, and and it's kind of like. When we watched Kansas City the other night, no one doubted that they were going to go down. Like right. I, I watched it um, as we were finishing Thanksgiving last night. There was no doubt in my mind that they were going to go down and kick a field goal. None whatsoever. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy. And what's scary about the Bills now, they're actually winning these one-score games now. Traditionally, they weren't great at winning and you know, it's scary now. They're even taking yeah. that. And Josh Allen didn't have a great first half, but then you know no, he kind of the turned Lions the corner. Did a, yeah. Lions did a great job with you know crowding the line and really blitzing him and stuff. They they hold him up, uh, but then that's a great quarterback that comes back like that. You know, one thing I noticed, guys, how many shotgun snaps did he drop that ah. hit him right in the hands? The Quite touchdown he scored, it hit him right in the hands, and then he dropped it, and then he picked it up and went. F it, I'm going. Yeah. yeah. And, and there were about, I think I counted five or more that I paid attention to. There might have been more. It just seems like an issue. It, yeah. And then it, it, he might panic a bit. The red zone interception he threw that was oh. tipped, um, he, that was a terrible read. Yeah. Right? yeah. You've got two guys in your throwing lane. You know yeah. they're right there because you look down before you throw it and you still throw it. And that's just. Well, you know, when, when that happened, I, I was actually thinking maybe Detroit might, you know, do something because we know when Josh Allen gets into that kind of a way where he throws yeah, that mindset, in the red zone, yeah. that mindset, we know he's been losing that. But yeah, one score game win. Well, it was a more exciting game than it should have been on paper uh, or than it was on paper. So I think it was quite a good show. The Lions, again, keeping the you know, we still have a soft spot for them going uh, throughout yep. the season. So let's see how that turns out through uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, the second game, how about them Cowboys? The New York Giants <laughs> at the Dallas Cowboys, 20 to 28. <clears throat> Coach, what won the game for the Cowboys? Well, a lot of luck. When you've got 13 or 14 or 15 penalties, yeah. you throw two very stupid interceptions. Ujitha could have not thrown those interceptions. That's how bad they were. <laughs> um, Thank you, I Coach. I see him in the park with his arm, right? It's that good. Um, I, I don't – I really think this is more of a testament to what the Giants are not than okay. what Dallas is. I think what Dallas is or can be is what they showed against uh, Minnesota. Um, and I think on four days rest, they were the survivor of the four-day rest game. 
but I think it's much more of a testament. Listen, the Giants don't have enough weapons. Um, you can shut down Saquon. You can dare the quarterback yeah. to win the game, and he just can't yet. Um, but I do like their trajectory. I like that coach. I like some of his play calling. Number 11, when he just puts his mind to it on the defense of Dallas, he's a beast, man. Um, you just look up and all of a sudden, sack. Yeah. I'm like, well, where did he come from? And I have to run it back. And I'm like, holy cow, he came from the three technique on a twist. What is that? And so Dan Quinn's going to get a head coaching job. Mark that word. Oh, we said that last year as well. Yeah. Now. You, you say a lot of luck, but don't we have to give the Cowboys a bit of credit for the running game? I think they won that game through being able to run the game. You had Ezekiel Elliott going for 92 yards, Pollard going for 60 yards. They finally were able to get those two to both contribute in the same game. And Dak Prescott in the second half was 11 for 14, 145 yards. He had two touchdowns. There were some highlight reel catches there. The C.D. Lamb one-handed catch in the red zone in the third quarter. I think that was another one. So they were entertaining enough. They had good movement um, on, on the ground. They were able to, to, to pass the ball as well. Uh, is it all luck or should we give them a little bit of credit here? I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm saying this about the Cowboys. You, what do you think, Ujita? A little uh, bit of credit for your division rivals? Uh, no, never. No. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they... <laughs> Look, they showed up. They showed up with the weapons they had. You know, I mean, on the running back, Elliot Pollard, C.D. Lamb, and even Michael Gallup now is looking good. So they've, they've got all this good stuff. They came in and then took care of business. Right. And, you know, I agree with Coach. The the, the Giants, um, they're out of luck. I, I think they don't have their the first-string cornerbacks. Yeah. Their O-line's been depleted. First wide receiver, Shepard's been out the whole, I don't know, for how many weeks. And, you know, that... Again, you question whether Kadarius, Tony, whether you should have kept him or not, you know, then get him up to KC. So, um, and, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, some of those throws, the accuracy, it's, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't feel like he's their quarterback. They might have to look some, I don't know, you know, might have to look somewhere else. But, yeah, Dallas is, is doing their business. And Parsons is back. I think yeah. the week before, well, the Eagles kind of, as we said, you know, read optioned him out. And I think in the Green Bay game, he was playing behind the ball rather than the edge. But he's come back in the last two weeks, Parsons. So they're looking dangerous. They are. Now, there are eight and three. The Eagles are at nine and one with the game against Green Bay. We'll talk about that in a bit more detail later on. If the Eagles drop that game against Green Bay, <coughs> do you start to feel the pressure? Because they're breathing down your necks. They're right there behind you. Uh, well, the, the way the NFC structured I, I, and, and the games that we have coming up, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. Honestly, I'm not worried. We'll, we'll talk about that as we go along. But yeah. uh, I know it was a tough game with the Colts, but they found a way to win. Good teams find a way to win. That's it. All right. Now, the third game, we finally witnessed a Thanksgiving miracle. Kirk Cousins in prime time being able to win a game. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Against Bill Belichick and the Patriots out of all teams. A 26-33 win for the Vikings there. Um, coach, what did you think of the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins and his connection with Justin Jefferson? 139 yards, one touchdown. Um, not much going on the ground. So they, they really had to depend on him to deliver that game. What, what are your thoughts? Listen, it's pretty darn impressive. They 
from I haven't seen the whole game yet, but from what we watched this afternoon of the replay, they ran bracket coverage on him, and then sometimes they ran a triple bracket with a linebacker shading, right? Yeah. And he still is open or catching it in traffic and running for another three, four, five YA yaks. So um, pretty impressive. He's kind of in a groove. Cousins, that's definitely his security blanket. However, give Thielen credit, give Hawkinson yeah. some credit. Um, and the offensive coordinator, they devised just enough game plan. There were two really, I, I would think, game-changing screens that they ran. Um, one about right at the end of the third quarter that I saw um, that really changed the field position. Um, they didn't score. They did have to punt. But it put um, New England all the way back, I think, just inside the 20. So, really, I think overall, my goodness, he is in a zone. And, and good for Cousins. Right. I'm, I'm not ever a fan of his, but at the same time, he's earned his stripes or is earning his stripes through various different places. And good for him for having a coach that understands what he can do and cannot um, and not making him do things he cannot. So um, th- they won't they won't go away quietly, even though yeah. Dallas put a beat down on them. As, as we talk about, even with Philly and Washington, sometimes you just have a bad game and you just match up wrong for various reasons or various injuries. Um, I'm not sure it was an anomaly. I'm not a believer in the Vikings yet. Yeah, but, but I it, think it is a team was... you don't want to face in the playoffs, right? I mean, if, if you end up against the Vikings, that's the kind of one of the teams that you want to avoid, right? No, I think I'd rather play them. I don't want to play Dallas and I don't want to play San Francisco. Philly's on that list maybe a bit too. Um, but if I'm picking, I'd rather play the Vikings than three or four or five other teams in the NFC. Yeah. All right. Yujita, what were your thoughts on this, on this game? I mean, look, you come back from a beat down um, and then perform the way you did. I think you got to give them credit. And look, Justin shows Jefferson resilience, is, right? It shows. And again, another fourth quarter comeback win. I mean, that, that's crazy resilience. So yeah, I get what coach is saying. I don't know how far they're going to get in the playoffs and you know how they're going to be, but uh, you got to give credit to Cousins as well. I mean, I know Justin Jefferson is doing his thing, but he's also been dropping some dimes on, yeah. on him out there. And the coverages that that Coach talked about, I mean, you have to be able to drop the ball on their route. Yeah, and the, the two teams that kind of held Justin Jefferson back, Dallas and Philly, uh, they played zone on him. So right. what Justin likes is to be double-covered and one-on-one, which it was unbelievable that New England played that, actually. You know, you don't expect Bill Belichick to play that kind of defense. But uh, I don't want to take too much, I mean, credit away from the Vikings, but I felt that New England also contributed to that loss as well. Despite the fact that I felt like Mac Jones had probably one of his best games in a New England jersey um, so far. 28 for 39, 382 yards, two touchdowns. He played an exceptional game. But again... Just like we talked about, you know, time management being the issues for the Detroit Lions with the New England Patriots, it's the red zone, it's the red zone conversion, right? Um, and it still remains to be the biggest problem for, for Mac Jones and this New England Patriots uh, team. Um, they were, I think, going into that game, they were ranked 31st in touchdown uh, ratios when in the red zone in the NFL. They were second to, 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 to last. Um, they were 0-3 against the Vikings when they were in the red zone in terms of converting touchdowns. So 
And obviously, you know, special teams contributed to that with the 97 return, yep. the 97 yard return as well. Um, so I feel that New England, if they were able, if they're able to address this red zone issue and the conversion to touchdowns issue, um, they could be a whole different team right now. We could be talking about them being at the top of their division rather yeah. than the Bills of the. Oh, you look offensively, they were decent uh, yesterday as well, yeah. and they had. That knew the tight end from the Chargers now, Hunter Hunter Henry. Yeah, and you know he got. By the way, he doesn't he look like a post Giselle Tom Brady <laughs> when I saw him first. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to do a second look on Hunter Henry. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think the the def- I mean, you, you hold the Jets to three points, and then you know you come and uh, blow this game on defense. So um, I'm still not convinced on the Pats. Still it not just makes me makes me appreciate football, where one week you win on special teams of a fluke return, right. and the very next week you lose more or less. I think if they don't return that for a touchdown, their defense is playing pretty darn well. New England at that point, you probably hold them. You get your offensive back. You run some time off the clock. New England probably wins the game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, football guys. Karma, baby. Football karma. Football oh, karma. It's, it's getting interesting. <laughs> And, and and by the way, it's so know, difficult to pick games. It's so difficult. Three, three games, Thanksgiving, fantastic. I mean, you, you, you'll they get are, one good or, football games. You're right. Yeah. You expect one or two games to uh, you know be like a Denver Broncos game of ten and three, but yeah, it was good. I think the Denver Bron- whoever put them in prime time so many times this uh, this year. I mean, hey, they person- still have. Oh, they still have about Russell Wilson. Same with Aaron Rodgers, though, right? Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk ride. about that in a bit. All right, let's move on to our pick six segment, right? Let's talk about the three games this uh, week. You guys know the rules. It's me versus Yujita. We pick three games against the spread, against the over-under. Um, you get the right pick. You get one point. You beat coach. You double your points. Uh, looking at last week's score, coach, a good four out of six showing. Well done. Consistent. Uh, I had a, a three out of six with one beat uh, the uh, expert, so four points. Yujita only two out of six, but both beat coach. So we go level into this. Hey, week. That was four. a strategy. That yeah, was a strategy. Four and strategy. four. Yeah. Uh, the score now, as it stands, is forty to me, forty-seven to you, Yujita. You still have that seven-point lead. Let's. Now I'm gonna. Get... I'm gonna need to do an audit on that, but okay, I'll take your word. Have a me. look. Have a look. I'm more than happy. To, to get your uh, audit recommendations. All right, let's have a look now. Game number one, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Coach, what are the odds? As of this podcast, the Cincinnati Bengals are favored minus one and a half and the over under at 42 and a half. Wow. Okay. It's, it's quite interesting. <coughs> I, I was just kind of looking through the, the standings today and when did Tennessee get to seven and three? They've been quietly winning games. I don't know. Oh, I mean, they've been good a few weeks now. They've been good, yeah. And we just didn't notice that they're the top of the division comfortably no, seven and three. <laughs> um, but Cincinnati, for me, Joe Burrow has has started clicking on all cylinders as well. Um, they've they've gone through some ups and downs, but I'm I'm, I'm quite happy with the way that you know Cincinnati have been approaching uh, the, their games. The way that I look at it. Cincinnati come here trying to look for the win. They do get it. I'm going 26-17 to Cincinnati. So Cincinnati to cover and over by just half half a point. Yujita, what do you got? Yeah, look, uh, Tennessee coming off bye week at home. 
Um, they've been good for a few weeks, and I, I really don't think that Cincinnati O-line will be able to keep up with that dominant defensive line. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I think Derrick Henry is going to have a good one. Jamar Chase might be back for Cincinnati, so that's another that's one, one yeah. thing. That's thing to consider, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just think Tennessee is a little too tough at the minute. They're going to win it. They're going to cover it easy, 27-23 with the over. With the over, coach. All right. Well, Joe Mixon's not going to play. It's already been ruled out. Um, mm. Jamar Chase is still questionable. Um, I, I, I didn't and, know about the Joe Mixon thing. So. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not hey, going to hey, change my opinion. You had your time. <laughs> yeah. And, well, you got to read, man. You gotta I got to read. read. Yeah. yeah. You, you yielded your good, time, boy. You have to have a decision <laughs> next door. That's what you need. Um, what does he do next door? I'm sorry. I didn't you got the that. statistician. Oh, all right. Okay. Giving him all the details. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, your, back, not your back door. You're fine. Just, yeah. Just... <laughs> back door to the next snow neighbor. All right. Got it. Um, I don't know. I, what, what, what? Tennessee. That's it. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that um, game. <laughs> and, and Cincinnati's still about the middle of the pack, stopping the run. So I like Tennessee in the under. They'll control the line of scrimmage. They'll control time of possession. They won't give Tennessee enough time to score. I'm not sure Jamar Chase is going to play. Um, so I'll take Tennessee in the under in this one. All right. Excellent. Let's go to game number two, the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, coach, what are the odds? Well, I like this as a nice little trap game, kind of like Dallas was in. Yeah. Um, at the moment, Philly is favored minus six and a half, and the over-under is 45 and a half. Excellent. Now, Yujita, you're going to get us started with this one. But before you go into the game and the points and the spreads and all of that, we asked you last week if you would be worried after the loss, you know, playing against Indy. Very close game, 17 to 16. The Eagles did not look good. Nothing going on offense. Are you worried? I guess my question is. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking the guy who watched this game on that couch that day, yeah, I mean, you saw how I was. Yeah, yeah. Was bit, yeah, not looking good. But then, you know, you get older over the week and you uh, watch it back and you figure things out. And yeah, I mean, it's a little worrying. But at the end of the day, you get that win, whatever happens. So you, uh, if it's not your run game that's working out, and then they didn't have a really good run game at the first half, but then you picked it up in the second half. Coles have a good defensive team, and that defense is for real. I mean, let's not kid about that. Yeah. And the, then you had the, Je- <laughs> the head coach, Jeff Saturday, who knows nothing about Jeff defense Saturday. or offense, for that matter. <laughs> that, that's probably why it's working, right? <laughs> and then and then you had the uh, the two new defensive guys that they brought in on the tackle and the, on the guard, uh, Linwell Joseph and Sue, did their thing. I mean... Uh, JT, I think he had in his first drive, he went for like 40 yards on seven carries, but then the rest of the game was some 35 yards on 15 carries. Yeah. So they were able to stop that run defense, which has been a problem for the last few weeks. And then when when it comes to, you know, it's like a Josh Allen thing. They needed Hurts to punch in the win, and they can rely on him. And they did. So listen. It's been 10 weeks. People have film on everybody and every play and everything that's going on. All right. So we're not going to have these big two score, three score wins anymore. I don't think so. So I'm I'm really not worried. Yeah. Let's see how we progress. You're going up against the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Now, a lot of people have said that, you know, Green Bay season is over. 
Some people yeah. are saying this is a must win or they have to put together two, four or five wins to, to, to keep it going. And he has a broken thumb. So, so, so how, many, how many bad weeks are you going to keep saying the season is over? Is it over? Or is, is it, it over or is it not? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> make up your mind. I mean, yeah, he might have a good game. He had a good game the other night. You know, you come off a win and then he had a really terrible game the next week. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like Aaron, uh, you know, doing his thing as he feels, his mood. He wakes up. You know, he smokes up something and maybe it's bad. Oh, I feel like winning out. today or not. Yeah. Like, uh, or yeah. reading a picked book up or the, a comic. Picked up the wrong stack to smoke. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried. I think our cornerbacks and our secondary will cover those new receivers out there. Uh, again, the run game, Aaron Jones, that's where I think yeah. the game will be won or lost. So, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not worried yet. I'm not worried. Philly takes it. 28. What was the over under? Six again? and a half. Over under 45.5. Yeah, give me 28-20 Philly. Win and cover. Win and cover and the over as well. Okay. Yep. Yeah, see, I want to go against you to score some points, but I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers will get it done. I can't. I can't. So, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the under. I'm going to pick Philly to win 17-10 to to be a very close game. Both teams struggling to get off the starting blocks. They just cover by half a point. And yeah, so Philly and the under coach. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I think <laughs> he signed those. Two. I thought he was going <laughs> to do a mustache. For that, you know, like, yeah, you hey, forgot about that. I'm and a monocle, you know. <laughs> One billion dollars. All right. <laughs> I, I, I do think they signed those two guys last week or 10 days ago now for December 24th. I think that's the reason they're on that team now because they're Dallas. Yeah. This will be a good test for them. Christmas. Right. It was a good test last week. It's one more week in the system. It'll be another good test because you, even though green Bay's not that good in certain areas, they can run the ball when they make it. Yeah. Um, However, I like Philly to cover this and, and win actually pretty big. Um, So I'll go Philly here and the over. Okay, so I can score some double points on the under pick there. <coughs> Fantastic. Let's go to game number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. Indy keeps coming back to us every week. All right, coach, what are the odds? Um, I, I really only picked this just because I wanted to see how Indy would respond back after a loss with a brand new coach. Not that I'm a big Jeff Saturday fan, but I just I'm, I'm always curious about this. At the moment, we've got Indy, I can't believe this, is favored by minus two and a half, and the over-under has now moved to 40. It's not 39 and a half, it's now 40, it's 40. As, of, as of this podcast. So Indy, minus two and a half at home, over-under 40. Is Pickett playing? Yep. He's healthy? Is and Pickens as well. And Pickens. So if Pickett and, and Pickens. Pickens are playing. You're Pickens. <laughs> if both Picking pickets are playing, then I'm going. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win this game. Um, I've got them winning 27 to 20. So Pittsburgh and the over. I think this Jeff Saturday hype train has to stop sometime. I think with the Eagles, it kept going despite a loss, but the fact that they kept it so close. Uh, I don't know. It's just um, this one doesn't have any real analysis behind it. But I'm just going to go with Pittsburgh to win and to get the the over. I think this is actually one of the most interesting games this week. 
I mean, it, it could really be a closer. So I'm going to go with a field goal win. I'm actually going to pick Indy. Uh, although I was kind of battling the TJ Watt back, uh, whether, you know, JT's runs will be halted. I don't know if that. And then I think it's going to be a cube, uh, running back battle between Harris and JT. But I, I, I just feel like Indy comes out on this um, and take 2017. I'll keep it under. Yeah, but uh, but they was it two two and a half. Uh, two and a half to Indy, yeah, yeah. So I think they covered that twenty seventeen. Okay, coach. Just a few minutes ago, someone said that the Indy defense is for real, no matter who the coach is. Um, and now that a couple of those, I think Hayward's finally healthy for Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt's probably closer to a hundred percent healthy. I think you see a pretty good defensive battle. Is it possible that Matt Ryan can be better than Pickens or Picker or whatever his name is? Pickett? Pickens. Pickens. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I'll take Indy here as well, and I like the under. All right. Hey, good chance for you this week, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I can get Lots some double points. points. on offer, yeah. Let's now, go, we, Mo. We, we don't need the tiebreaker. You've got the birds. Did you just call him a hope? Oh, you said more. Right, mo, 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 right. <laughs> Let's go okay. with the... Ho, ho, ho. The Christmas turkey. <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. It's early. not Christmas yet. <laughs> <laughs> got to wait a couple of weeks for that. All right. We've got the Bears and the Jets. We don't need that for, for a tiebreaker. But the Jets have benched Wilson. Justified? Not justified? Coach, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think there are times when you just need to sit him down, especially being that young. Yeah. Have a reset, have a deep breath, watch some film. Um, I still think he's probably their quarterback of the future because, number one, they don't have enough draft capital to draft another quarterback yep. between he and Darnold in the last five years. So <clears throat> now I was quite curious that it wasn't Flacco uh, instead of White being the um, wily veteran that he is to kind of stabilize the ship a bit. That surprised me. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you know they're playing Chicago. I'm not sure the quarterback for Chicago is going to play. Yeah, Ooh, so that right. gives me a little pause. I like the Jets in this one. I want Chicago to win the game, but I think listen, it's four and a half at the moment. Yeah, um, over under forty one and a half. I think the Jets are probably cover this. I think White will play just good enough. But listen, talk about for real. The Jets defense pretty darn good as yeah, too. they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And they've got a lot of talent, and they don't have any injuries at the moment on the defense. Um, and that's when you win some games this time of the season. Yeah, so I'll go Jets here and probably under. Yeah, for me, it's very simple. If, if, if Justin Fields plays, they can win the game. If he doesn't, they don't win the game. I think it's under both ways, whatever, whether he plays or not. I don't think a lot of points <coughs> get scored in that game. But yeah, hopefully Chicago wins. Yujita, agreed? Um, yeah, I think Chicago does it. But, you know, Wilson being benched, I mean, this fan base of the Jets is just ridiculous, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, the worse than the Chicago fan base <laughs> yeah. or the Philly fan base. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> I mean, Those with glass houses, right? <laughs> yeah. you, have, you have a very it short a memory of our old friend from Chicago who used to be on this podcast. Right. <laughs> When Chicago was yeah. in the toilet. So, come on. No, I mean, they, they benched him, yeah, because he messed up at a press conference. And, I mean, 
The guy's record is what it's. I don't five think and that's why they benched him. They benched him because he sucks at the yeah, last well, game. <laughs> Fine, he he sucks, but he has his. I mean, is it really? Is it really? He's not hitting the targets, or they're not able to find open routes for him. I mean, this is debatable. But again, whatever happens, you 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 beat the Bills. You're on a five and two record for seven weeks. Yeah, your completion percentage isn't great. What do you want to do? You want to bring Mike White because he had a 400 game, 400 yard game last year, and he was like, you know, the best ever second string quarterback. Probably dreaming of a white Christmas yeah. coming so, up in December. Right? So yeah, I like the fact that Wilson is benched just to show them Jets. You know, okay, now you Stop got messing Mike around. White. You know, <laughs> yeah. All right, I want, I want, I don't want to see this. Yeah, and then just get blown away, and then bring Flacco back for the week after, play him a couple of weeks, get blown away, and then bring Wilson back at the end. Well, guys, so, you just made a pretty, I mean, on paper, it was an unwatchable game. You made it quite uh, interesting now. So I think I'm going to tune so, into that one. <laughs> one, one quick uh, player player bet for the week. Uh, now that Mike White is starting, sorry, Mike White, now that he's going to start, yeah. um, his over-under passing total is 192.5. We thinking over for him or under for him? Under. Under, um, I think I think over. I think he might go for the over there if yeah, he starts yeah. kind of because you know the Jets. Yeah, like this guy comes in, you're he like you're, you're like a Jets or... fan all over. Up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Chicago. How can I be a Jets fan and a Patriots fan? And... <laughs> Chicago's defense has been giving up a lot of passing yards and twenty five to thirty every game the last three weeks. Yeah. Let's anyway, see. I just thought it was a good. A what good are your thoughts, Coach? Are you going over um, or under? I, I think it's over. It's yeah, over, I right? think – well, first of all, I think uh, the Jets win the game. I, I think it will go under just because I don't think any, either of them are going to score points because I don't think the quarterback for Chicago is going to play. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll throw for 200 or more um, and then probably two or three picks and a couple of touchdowns. An eventful game in store, I guess. Yeah, we yeah. know what I, we're watching. I, that's not one I'm going to watch probably, no. Yeah, well, uh, we've got Sam Darnold <coughs> starting for us at Carolina against Whoa. Russell Wilson no! and the Denver Broncos. Big news. The Baker yeah. experiment is finished. I mean, that's that's done, right? <laughs> so uh, we've got Sam Darnold. Happy Thanksgiving. Here is Sam Darnold. <laughs> against the Denver Broncos, against Russell Wilson. I mean, somebody has to win, right? That's a <laughs> barn burner. <laughs> burner, baby, yeah. yeah. Talk about Scr- unwatchable, right? Yeah, I'm not going to watch that one either. No, thank yeah. you. Cancel well, all your meetings and everything. Yeah, put your wife to bed because nothing's happening. You're watching well, the, the game. kids, the wife, anybody that has you know trouble going to sleep that night, just put on that game. They'll be snoozing in no <laughs> yeah, there's, time. There's know? a better high school game in Texas on Saturday night, Alito and South Lake Carolina. <laughs> really With better quarterbacks, probably. But we're gonna, li- we're gonna listen to it on, on the wireless, even. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, go guys. On that note, we'll end it here. Happy Thanksgiving. It's gonna be an interesting week of football. Thank you very much. Like, subscribe, comment, and share. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.